This is Emily Kondracki, and you're listening to the Tenuto Podcast. Here we go! Welcome back to another episode of the Tenuto Podcast, where we are finding our full value as ourselves, as teachers. Through interviews I conduct every Tuesday, I bring you the best in the teaching world, and this week we have a great one. Her name is Emily Kondracki, and she teaches elementary strings in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Emily is a fantastic, hardworking individual that I went to school with at Penn State. We studied together. We, we graduated together last May, and now we're first-year teachers. I'm in Virginia. She's in Pennsylvania, and I got to know a little bit more about what her situation is. And if you look at the calendar right now, we're about a few days away from June. And for me, that's absolutely insane to think that I've almost completed my first year as a teacher. Um, I've learned so much teaching, just doing this podcast, learning from other people. Um, it's, it's really, really been a thrill of a ride, but I can't even think about the end of the year yet because this Friday I'm going to a theme park with my band and we're going to perform for a competition at King's Dominion Theme Park in Virginia. And then uh, I've got a concert Monday, June 12th. So I'm still working. We're still churning the gears, you know, pushing forward towards that June 16th end date for me. Um, But Emily only has a week left, so I got to get her perspective on how her first year went. Uh, And it was really nice just to sit down and talk to her. So let's get right into it. Here is my interview with Emily Kondrak. I've got Emily Kondracki, the elementary strings and general music teacher from Altoona, Pennsylvania. She teaches at four different schools. Emily, it's, it's great to have you on. First year teacher, just like me. We graduated from Penn State together last year. Tell me, what has been the highlight of your year as a first year teacher now that we're nearing the end? Um probably the concerts at the end of the year Mm. and the kids are able to play everything that you've taught them especially my beginners there are some days where I am sitting there in my car on the way home thinking like did I do that right (laughs) do I know what I'm doing with them and then at the end of the year they all the hard work pays off and you're actually like, yes, I know exactly what I'm doing, and I still have a lot to learn, and I would do this differently, but yeah, it, it, it all it's just that feeling never goes away mm-hmm. of, woo, success, we did it. And the kids were loving the applause. Oh, my gosh, they were hamming it up. It was great. <laughs> so, so which kids give concerts? I understand you told me before the interview you teach fourth, fifth, and sixth grade strings, and then first, second, third, and fifth grade general music. So do the strings kids, are they the ones that give the concerts, or do all of your kids? Yes, only string kids. Okay. So we have Night of Musics at the end of the year with chorus, band, and orchestra. And and I'm in charge of the orchestra portion. So your fourth graders, like, you you started them, right? Yeah, they're my babies. So that's, that's that's all you. Yeah. Like when they're done with the concert, isn't is that a pretty cool feeling? Like 
I did this or like I taught them all those things. Yeah. And I, the technique is probably what I'm most proud of. Mm-hmm. String players have, they do anything awkward to make it comfortable. And I just hounded technique all year and they looked good. They were playing well. And especially me as a cellist, I'm super proud of the violin and viola and bass players mm. because they looked great too. Yeah. But yeah, they, I was just very impressed with their willingness to pick things up from me, a brand new teacher and how fast they learn and how, how well they remember things too. Yeah. So you're a cello player out of the other three instruments, viola, violin, do they, do they play bass in elementary? Yes, they do. What is your favorite to teach? Out of the other three? Yeah. Um, like which comes easiest to you? Bass. Okay. Bass, yeah. Do you have a lot of bass, bass players? Um, a couple, but I think it's just a lower string thing. I mm-hmm. identify with my lower stringers, and then, um, the violin viola. It's just different. It's just a different feeling for me. Although I model mostly, yeah, on viola, but my favorite to teach is bass and cello. Cool. Really cool. So we're, we're near the end of the year right now. What is like the, your most favorite, what is the, the best thing that you did in the classroom this year? Is there any like teaching that you're especially proud of? Yes. Um, I think I've done my best teaching in the general music classroom. Oh, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I think strings comes so naturally to me that if I fix something, it's it's just fine-tuning and it's I'm going to teach it this way or use this material with it. But general music has been um, – from student teaching, I didn't really think that I could do general music and I'm actually you know, doing well in that area. And um, – my favorite thing that I did this year was Carnival of the Animals with second grade. And we went through all of the animals and we did movements with form and they knew all of the instruments and it was amazing. And then we got to the number 14 and it was the swan. <sighs> and I plugged in one of those Fire Robin'd, uh Move It DVDs and they had the movements to the, the swan. <laughs> and so... I was making them practice that and we were talking about form and just last week they had like all the movements memorized. I brought in my cello uh-huh. and I played the swan for them <laughs> and they were enthralled with like <laughs> giant instruments sitting in front of them. And then I was like, all right, you're doing the movements all by yourself. No help. Wow. And the eyeballs like freaked out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to be fine. We'll be fine. So I played along with them, and they knew all of the movements. And it was this my heart grew three sizes that day kind of moment. It was amazing. And it's just the fact that they learned movements and associated them with form. And I was doing a live performance, and they could function without me leading them. Mm -hmm. It was just the coolest thing. They came from me leading them through stuff to completely independent. So it was really cool. Yeah, and I'm sure it's also really cool for your general music kids to see you playing an instrument. Oh my gosh. They 
they ask things that we don't think of because right. we're so used to it. Yeah. So my strings, I just put new ones on my cello and they're different colors at the bottom. Like they're four different types of strings. And they were just obsessed with why the <laughs> different colors. I was like, you're missing the whole point, but uh-huh. okay. It doesn't matter. It's just personal preference, but oh my gosh. Yeah. They, you, and then it makes you think you have to think of an answer yeah. without too in depth. So it's so easy to forget how little they know about music because we've been spending so much time studying it and, and focusing on teaching these, these hard, harder things that when they ask the simple questions, you forget. Right. And then to break it down in like eight year old terms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. Your brain kind of splits in half trying to do it, but (laughs) it's so cool. They make, they make us, stay on our toes all the time yeah that's awesome so that's that's really interesting and and pretty cool how how you came into teaching and it it seemed like through college you really wanted to do strings and now you really like general music too yeah I like both and I think I I like the fact in my position right now that I do both yeah um and it shakes up my days and it always keeps me on the fly and I'm always carrying concepts over, back and forth. Sure. So some of the kids I have for orchestra and general music, so yeah. they get a double dose of me. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Those kids are lucky. Lucky kids. Who isn't, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So me and you are actually very similar in the fact that we both go to, to different schools. I only go to between two. Um, and you're going between four schools. So True. I'm sure you found that there are some good things about that and some bad. I was wondering if you could talk about what you found from, from going to different schools and some of the strengths and weak, or positives and negatives of that. Um, it's interesting because almost every position I looked at last year was a traveling yeah. position. And I think that People are, I mean, in administration, they're just looking, okay, this person can actually cover multiple buildings. So we have eight elementary buildings total in Altoona, and I do half of them. Um, It's four different climates, four different principals, four different staff, four different routines in the morning, four different styles of getting paperwork out, four different you know, sets of student bodies, you can imagine it's kind of crazy to keep that together. And, you know, if I want to make copies to send out to this school, I need to make it a week ahead of time. And you kind of, your brain is an overlapping calendar always. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's just that I'm finally hitting my stride and getting used to it. And now it's the end of the year. So, you know, by the time that you're finally getting comfortable in each building, the end of the year goes and you're like, oh, here we are. But it's it's just been an interesting way to balance things. But and I have to set my alarm differently for each day because oh my gosh, it starts then, too, because it, you know, the commute varies per building. So, yeah, it's it's just weird. It's it's good. I like it. It's something different every day. That's true. But it's just a very weird, like I live in my teacher bag, my teacher bag, 
has everything. It's like a Mary Poppins bag, I swear. Mm -hmm. And everything's in there, but it's, yeah, there's no like home base. You are your home base. So if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that feeling a lot. Different, different staff and different principals and different school climates can be tough, especially I can't even imagine for four schools, but good for you that you've been able to do that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about strings because that's your, that's what I know you as. I know you as the the strings teacher. Um, how many concerts did you have to put on between all these schools? Um, there is one concert per school at the end of the year. Um, I have one left and that's actually tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Um, but there is another one in February that is audition fifth and sixth grade. Okay. And it's between all eight elementary schools and my coworker and I come together with, it was over a hundred kids What? and it's, and it's a vertical concert. So we have all of these selected fifth and sixth grades and then, uh, junior high performs and then high school performs. Oh, that's so, so cool. It's really cool. It's a lot of kids and it's a lot of music and it's really, I think it's rewarding for the audience to kind of watch, you yeah. know, if my, if my child were in elementary orchestra, where are they going to be in junior high? If my child is currently in junior high orchestra, where are they going to be in high school as a senior? Yeah. So it's, it's a very cool event. And I was fortunate to be a part of that when I was a student, uh, in school, but now I'm doing it, which is really cool. And the kids like it and the kids like hearing what their instruments can sound like. And I'm sure just getting to to hang out with the junior high kids and the high school kids and because are they together so i'm sure that's pretty cool for them to see what can be done on the instrument things like that yeah Yeah. they they loved it they loved it wow okay so i didn't even tap into this did you go to altoona like is that where you went to school is that why you said that you were in these things when you were younger no my Uh, i went to beaver school district uh, okay uh pittsburgh Uh, yep okay Um, and my orchestra program there, we did a vertical concert in March every yeah. year. And so I remember doing it in fourth grade and I remember doing it in high school as a senior and being really nostalgic, seeing like little fourth graders, Yeah, you know, and so now you're teaching them. Yeah. It was a very full circle moment this year, which was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what was one of the biggest surprises for you? In your first year, like what is something that you did not expect as a teacher? Or did you feel like prepared? Did you feel like you were prepared for everything? I felt over prepared for everything. Yeah. Uh, Well, something. Okay. I guess what I didn't expect were not like I wasn't prepared for it, but parent parent phone calls, Mm. communicating with parents, communicating with people in the school. It's just something that you have to do and you have to deal with, but it just comes up unexpectedly. Like mm-hmm. things are going smoothly and all of a sudden a parent phone call comes in and you're like, Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Nothing bad, but you still have to deal with a lot of communication and making phone calls home when kids are doing a great job. And so it seems like 
parent communication has been the biggest surprise that you're yeah. gonna, that you're talking to them more than you thought that you would be. Yeah, and I think part of that is because I'm new and I handle things differently and I'm figuring things out as I go. So ultimately you feel that you were prepared in college for for everything that came at you. Yes. Yeah. More than prepared. More than prepared. Uh, what- and I think I think that's something that all of us can say from yeah. our degree. I just I felt like I could handle curveballs and Mm-hmm. I if I needed to improvise something on piano, I could do that. If you know, I, I just felt like we were very, very prepared. Yeah, absolutely. In, in terms of speaking to people, in terms of teaching, you know. Out of all I, the classes we took, like besides student teaching, what was the most influential on you in college? I think maybe all of the methods, methods and was, instruments. Yeah. But also the methods in teaching subjects. So, like, general music methods mm-hmm. kind of gave me somewhere to start. Yeah. Middle yeah. school band. If I were ever thrown into musical band, uh, middle school band, I could totally, you know, fumble my way through it. Right. Because I would go back to those notes. But, um, yeah, the, like, the upper upper class junior and senior level classes that we took. Yeah. Probably the most beneficial. Yeah, I agree. That's what I was going to say too, if I hadn't been asked that. All right. Um, I asked this question to everybody. If you could go back in time, see yourself before you start your first year, what advice would you give yourself? Chill. (laughs) Chill. Chill. <laughs> Were you overly anxious or nervous? I was so I was so anxious. I didn't know where to start. Yeah. Um and I it's just very overwhelming. I re- I remember touring my schools. I was like, "What do I do? <laughs> How do I It's my classroom." Mm-hmm. And I just felt very anxious to get started, but I also had no idea where to begin. Yeah. Um but in the same hand, I, I rarely brought work home with me this year, which was good. Like at, you know, four o'clock, I was out of the building. Yeah. If it, it could wait until tomorrow because as I, I totally put a ton of hard work into this year, but there was no reason for me to bring it home. Yeah. Because chances are it was something stressful that I was bringing home and that's just, I needed to relax when I got home. Right. You spent a whole day with kids and you're on your toes and you're exhausted at the end of the day mm-hmm. and yeah. bringing work home to do more work, you know, yeah. It if can, I need to do something, I would stay late. It can be really difficult. I think to separate work from like your home life and it's hard to separate it from your life. True. Yeah, but yeah, great answer. Well, Emily, thank you so much for coming on. Before we go, we're going to do a quick rapid fire sesh, which I know I can see the look on your face. I know you're excited for this. I'm thrilled. Yeah. (laughs) So just so you know the rules, I'm going to ask you a question. 
you need to say the first thing that pops into your head. If you pause for more than two seconds, you just have to spit it out. Whatever's in your head. Sorry, okay. that's just how it works. All right. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, we're going to start off nice and easy. What is the last book you read? Currently reading Girl on the Train. Oh, I saw that movie. Is the movie good? Yeah, it's a good movie. Okay, I'm, I'm hoping the book is better than the movie, but we'll see. Okay. Um, so tomorrow is Tuesday. What time are you going to set your alarm for to wake up on Tuesday? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. What is your morning routine like before school? Breakfast, get ready, coffee, out the door. Wow. So you're quick. Well, I watch the news, too. Ah. Gotta watch the news. Well, that's important. Weather. <laughs> there were some days I didn't watch the news, and it was pouring rain outside, and I, didn't <laughs> and I was wearing sandals already. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. News is important. Okay. All right. Um, tell me, what is something that you believe that other people think is crazy? Something. You know, this Wait. question has not really hit yet. I've asked it a few times. Nobody really gets it. <laughs> something I believe other people think is no, crazy. No, no, no. Something that you believe, like something that you believe that other people might think is crazy. Oh, so something that I, like, I personally do or believe in. Yeah, yeah. I think it's nuts. Um, I put ketchup on eggs. <laughs> and nobody likes that. Like... I get the disgust face. Okay. All right. That's good. When, um, if I told you you could put a quote on a billboard, what would you put up there? Ooh, my new favorite quote is the Yoda. There, or do or do not, there is, wait, wait, wait. Do or do not, there is no try. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I finally watched Star Wars this year. Okay. That one stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's deep what is your favorite star wars movie uh to be honest they're all like on the same level <laughs> i had to bite the bullet i had to watch all of them and it was in too close of a time span for me to pick a favorite so all right good to know how you feel um if you could grab a beer with any musician alive or dead who would it be that's tough um, I'd love to have a drink with Yo-Yo Ma, but I could do that because he's still alive. It would probably be Bach or Beethoven. Hmm. Okay. Why? Probably, probably Bach because I'd be interested to hear about his thoughts about the cello suites. Hmm. Because nobody can seem to agree on them. Is that what you would start talking about first? Well, no, I'd ask him how his day was going. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sure, he's you doing know, well. Look up to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emily, thank you so much for doing this. This is a lot hey, of fun. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. All right, guys, and that interview was special, and we're, we are very grateful that Emily came on the show. So, Emily, thank you so much for coming on if you're listening. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I like to get a lot of different perspectives in here, and lately I've been 
reaching back to my Penn State friends, trying to get their perspectives and, and get their end-of-the-year ideas. Um, but I, I am also going to go back to more veteran teachers in the future and over the summer. Um, I'm not sure exactly what my plans are for the summer, whether I'm going to be podcasting every Tuesday or not. I'm not sure if you guys will be listening. So if you plan on continuing to listen over the summer, why don't you go ahead, give the Facebook page a like and maybe comment and, and recommend some things I can do over the summer. Give me some ideas. But if you want to hear more podcasts over the summer, please let me know. I'm not sure if I'm going to, if I'm going to wait until the beginning of next year. So we'll keep that in mind. And guys, have a great Tuesday. Good rest of your year.